Welcome to What Happened in Between, stories you didn't hear in history class. This In this podcast, we'll basically be sharing stories from history that are interesting and short and just something that you wouldn't usually have mentioned in a normal history class. So today we're going to be talking about The Other Midnight Ride, the story of Sybil Luddington. So if you've ever learned about the American Revolution in high school, You've no doubt heard of Paul Revere. The American Revolution is a huge staple of an American history class, and Paul Revere is a huge part of that. And basically, he went on a midnight ride to warn the other patriots that you've probably heard that little story. And basically, the story is he single-handedly alerted the Minutemen of Lexington and Concord that the British were coming, and that helped spark the American Revolution and rebellion against the British. This makes for a good story, but like Washington chopping down the cherry tree, it's not quite entirely true. If you've researched a little more into the subject, you might even know about the, like, Revere wasn't the only one on that ride. William Dawes and others joined Revere and actually helped in the process of alerting the Minutemen. But they aren't the ones I'm here to talk about today because you have heard that story. I'm here to talk about another midnight ride of not Paul Revere or any of the others who rode on April 18, 1775, but of Sybil Ludington, a 16-year-old girl who rode 40 miles to warn her fellow patriots of the attacking British two years after Paul Revere's famous ride. But let's start at the beginning. Who was Sybil Ludington? So she was born in New York to Henry and Abigail Ludington, and she was the eldest of 12 children. Her father was a farmer, and he owned a gristmill, and he served in the military for over 60 years. He was a fighter in the French and Indian War, like George Washington, and uh, he was loyal to the British Crown up until 1773 when he joined the Patriots and became a part of the American Revolution. And he actually quickly became an, an important part of the Revolution because he was promoted to colonel of his local regiment. So before we get into why Sybil Ludington went on her famous ride, it's important to remember that the soldiers of the revolution were normal men. They weren't hired soldiers like the British, who was like, it was their career to be a soldier. They were farmers and just people who wanted to join the rebellion. So they still had another life. And a lot of people in Colonel Ludington's regiment were farmers. So this was why in late April of 1777, the regiment was actually disbanded. It was planting season and the troops were scattered miles apart at their farms in Connecticut and Rhode Island. But unfortunately, this was a really bad time for these troops to be separated. On the 25th, Colonel Ludington received word that the nearby town of Danbury was under attack and was in desperate need of help. And to add on to that, Danbury was a very important place because it was the location of a stockpile of provisions for the Continental Army. And as we go back to them being normal men, they also didn't have the funds that the British had. So every stockpile of provisions, every bit of resources they had were super important because they did not have a very well-funded army. So it was a rainy night, and the messenger that delivered this message that Danbury was being attacked was way too tired to keep going and call the scattered troops to action. So Colonel Ludington, is he's focused on preparing for the battle. So Sybil, his 16-year-old daughter, became the messenger to deliver the message and gather the troops. Now, there are some say that she was chosen for the task, while others say she volunteered. 
But either way, she set off into the dark woods and pouring rain to call the army. She rode all night in these super dangerous conditions, covering an estimated 40 miles, gathering hundreds of troops to fight the British. And that that is just so crazy to me because this is not 40 miles in a car or on nice roads. She's not going on the highway in her, like, Honda Pilot or something. She's on a horse. She's just basically going through, like, trails through the wilderness. And she, in these dangerous conditions, to gather all these troops, it's just, it's very impressive. Um, so what, 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 how did she actually impact the battles? Like, they were able to gather the troops, and while these troops arrived too late to actually win the battle, they were able to fight the departing British troops and actually force them all the way back to the Long Island Sound. All because of the efforts of a 16-year-old girl. She was a child, and yet she was a patriot who helped her cause all the same. After the Battle of Danbury, it is said that George Washington actually came to Sybil's home and personally thanked her for her important contribution to the war. So after the war, um, I wanted to delve in and see, you know, what happened to Ludington. So she actually got married in 1784 at age 23 when she met Edward Ogden. The couple had one son, Henry, and they lived in Catskill, New York. Uh, Her husband actually died of yellow fever in 1799, And then four years later, she bought a tavern, and she helped her son become a lawyer. She sold the tavern. A few years later, she got a little bit of money from that. And then she got a home for her son and his family, where she also lived. Um, Her son died in 1838, and after that, she applied for a Revolutionary War pension because her husband had served in the military during the time. But her pension was denied, claiming insufficient proof of marriage. And then at age 77, Ludington died in poverty, which is kind of depressing, seeing as she did have a contribution to the Revolutionary War and she wasn't able to receive her pension. And after all that, she just died in poverty. So after I like learned a little bit more about how her life ended and everything, I was thinking about, you know, Paul Revere's story and Sybil Ludington's stories are very similar the battle that Paul Revere helped in, it was a little more of an important battle, but it's still, they have very similar stories, and yet you've heard so much about Paul Revere, and we learn about in our classes so much, but we haven't heard about Sybil before. So I wanted to look into why that actually is, why we've learned so much about Revere and basically nothing about Sybil Ludington. So, well, in the case of Revere, not a lot of Americans actually knew about him until 1860, and that's 100 years after the Revolution. So that was when he had a patriotic poem written about him by the famous poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and actually brought that story into the public eye and made it a much more well-known part of the American Revolution. And something that people learn about up to this very day, which we know about because obviously we've learned about this in our history classes. So now Ludington, she didn't get a poem, so she remained pretty much obscure in history until 1961 when the Daughters of the American Revolution, they commissioned a sculpture to replicate her in bronze. And that statue actually still stands today in New York. And it's like near the area where she rode and there's like historical markers that trace the route of her ride through Putnam County, which is pretty cool. Also, a few years later in 1975, the um, Postal Service, they actually made a stamp for her to honor her contribution. And that's the story of Sybil Eddington. She was a heroine of the American Revolution, 
that you probably hadn't heard of before. And that's what happened in between.